lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show, live and on demand here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace. He is Todd Erzin. Over there is Aaron McIntyre and... On the other side here of the microphone or camera is you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox. You can email the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. You can also like us on Facebook where you still might run into every now and then a hashtag Facebook approved take. Uh, Follow me on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And if you want all the stuff that I know I can't post on Facebook... Uh, go to MeWe Parlor Gab and Getter, for example. Uh, the link to the Peter McCullough uh, piece, the the outstanding presentation that he gave that we did our entire show on Monday, that is linked over on MeWe Parlor Gab and Getter if you cannot find it over on Rumble.com. which you can find easily at Rumble.com is Rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. That's where you can go to get clips of the show that are free of censorship, and you can watch them for free as well. We urge you to go to Rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. Not, not that other place. They like to censor. They're terrible. Don't go there. Rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. If you're tired of having terrible inflicted upon you, our pledge is still there. We had thousands sign up for this yesterday. SteveDace.com uh, is where you can go to pledge your independence from COVID Stan. But make sure you read it first because this requires, uh, notice I put all the onus on us. I had an email from a gentleman who told me, I love your show. I just don't think what you're asking will work. You should be equipping people on how to make presentations or take talking points to their legislators and elected officials. I, I, I don't have time for that, and neither do you, because that won't work. That, that, that's not, I mean, you want to talk about stuff that would be a waste of your time that doesn't work? That would be it. And I know, I know that this is not the way this is supposed to work around here. We live in a representative republic. We elect people to be our proxies for our values, our principles, and that's their jobs. We've got other jobs. We've got families to take care of, businesses to run. Unfortunately, we're in a period of time right now that with very limited exceptions, basically like a smattering of red states. Ron DeSantis is Florida. Greg Abbott's Texas when he gets pressured enough. And a few other places situationally. Sometimes our own state of Iowa fits into this. And that's about it. Everywhere else... We're on our own. We're on our own. So be it then. Let's take this upon ourselves to not take it any longer. If you agree, go and read the pledge for yourself. Sign it. Share it with others at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. All right. Before we get to Aaron's montage, and you guys know the drill on a Wednesday, uh, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be here. And I cannot wait for this conversation because he has written a couple of dynamite pieces we're going to be talking about in just the last 48 hours. Uh, we'll play buy, seller, hold. That's always a ton of fun. Before we go to the montage, though, because I, I, I know it's coming. Aaron sent me a rundown of what's about to be unveiled. And I just sort of feel like preemptively, I should tell you that... Um, You're watching grocery store shelves go bare in certain places of the country. Yesterday, the White House flat out said 
with Christmas looming, we're 74 days away from Christmas now, I believe. But with Christmas time looming in just a few weeks. Thank you, Todd. Um, Americans should get used to more barren shells than they've seen before. Full Grinch mode. Yes. I mean, that's, that's flat out Jimmy Carter, you know, Malay's speech kind of stuff. Just you should get used to it. And guys and gals, we, we've seen a lot of things in these last 18, 19 months that we thought we were never going to see. And we certainly thought we were never going to see here where we live. And yet we have checked a lot of boxes that we weren't even listing prior to COVID. That's why just in, just in case the next time it happens, it couldn't happen here happens. It's food. Check out our friends at My Patriot Supply. Get that peace of mind with a four-week emergency food kit for you and every member of your family. Lasts for up to 25 years with the proper storage. You can save $50 on it right now. This is a breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, snacks even. So 2,000 plus calories a day. Just what you need so that you won't go hungry and you'll have the peace of mind to know you are prepared when you go to preparewithdace.com. Again, that is preparewithdace.com save $50 on their four-week emergency food supply right now for you and every person in your family at preparewithdace.com. And now I think you are prepared for Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by domestic terrorism. You remember a couple of weeks ago when Attorney General Merrick Garland began the process of sicking the FBI on concerned parents at school board meetings? That happened after the National School Boards Association sent a letter to the White House calling opposition to rainbow jihad and critical racist theory at school board meetings, quote, a form of domestic terrorism. There is only one incident the NSBA cited that could be construed as an actual threat from a parent to a school board, and we now know more about the context of that incident. The Daily Wire has the story, quote, On June 22nd, Scott Smith was arrested at a Loudoun County, Virginia school board meeting, a meeting that was ultimately deemed an unlawful assembly after many attendees vocally opposed a policy on transgender students. What people did not know is that weeks prior, on May 28th, Smith says a boy allegedly wearing a skirt entered a girl's bathroom at nearby Stonebridge High School, where he sexually assaulted Smith's ninth grade daughter. Juvenile records are sealed, but Smith's attorney, Elizabeth Lancaster, told the Daily Wire that a boy was charged with two counts of forcible sodomy, one count of anal sodomy, and one count of forcible fellatio related to an incident that day at the school, end quote. The story goes on to detail Smith's experience, saying that the school had attempted to handle the rape in-house without police getting involved and actually called the police on Smith for making a scene after his daughter's rape. Then June 22nd rolled around and the Loudoun County School Board held a meeting focusing on a proposal to expand protections for boys who feel pretty. That's when Smith lit into the board and was arrested for disorderly conduct after members of the school board had attempted to lecture him that his daughter was not in fact raped and he physically threatened them. So to boil this all down, the National School Board Association, the White House, the Department of Justice, and now the FBI 
think you're a domestic terrorist for opposing trainee madness and critical racist theory in your child's school, all because a dude who feels pretty anally raped a ninth grader in a women's bathroom and her father threatened that school board. Moving on, according to the CDC, excess deaths are 33% higher than last year, while COVID deaths are 50% higher. In addition, 2020 COVID deaths were 3% lower than last year's excess deaths. This year, they're 10% higher than excess deaths. Let me repeat that. Excess deaths are 33% higher this year than last year, while COVID deaths are 50% higher. In addition, 2020 COVID deaths were 3% lower than last year's excess deaths. This year, they're 10% higher than the already higher excess deaths. Learning Chinese today, today's phrase is, something is not right. Speaking of China, University of North Carolina professor Ralph Barrick was honored recently with the 2021 O. Max Gardner Award, an award that institution bestows upon a faculty member, quote, who has made a great contribution to the welfare of the human race. If Ralph Barrick, that name sounds familiar to you, it's because he's a champion of gain-of-function research, which likely led to the worst pandemic of the century. A California ICU doctor has yet to hear back from the FDA after she sent a letter to two officials at the agency pleading with them to take seriously vaccine-related injuries. Dr. Patricia Lee, an ICU doc for 15 years, says, quote, I can no longer silently accept the serious harm being caused by the COVID-19 vaccines. My sincere hope reaction to this letter will not be to focus on me, but rather to focus on addressing the serious safety issues with these products, end quote. Dr. Lee, who says she's fully vaccinated, outlines several instances she's witnessed over the past several months. A healthy patient under 40 who developed incontinence, transverse myelitis, became quadriplegic, blind, and cognitively impaired after the vaccine. A generally healthy person in their 70s who developed a rare pneumonia, which typically only impacts AIDS or transplant patients, and subsequently developed multi-organ system failure. Two women in their early 50s, non-smokers, who developed acute abdominal catastrophes. A man in his early 60s with no history of smoking developed cerebral venous sinus thrombosis, which the doctor explains affects women at a rate of 3 to 1. And the doctor says she treats at least 1 to 2 obstetric patients needing ICU care per year. In the last two months, she says she's cared for at least four such patients, two with postpartum hemorrhagic shock and two with septic shock following preterm labor, all of whom were vaccinated. In case you think this doctor is a nut job, one-off type of thing, the high-powered law firm of Siri Glimstad followed up with the FDA on her behalf, urging them to take her experience in the ICU seriously. A federal judge ruled yesterday New York must allow religious exemptions to COVID vaccine mandates. Meanwhile, at the White House... What's the president's message to businesses in Texas? You mentioned several of them who are based there. Yeah. Um, when it comes to what the federal guidance is now, and now with the state executive order, what would the president say to those companies as they're determining what they should be doing right now for the vaccine mandates? Well, we know uh, that federal law uh, overrides state law. On the economy... The president wants to make fundamental change in our economy, and he feels coming out of the pandemic. $3.5 trillion is $0 update. Here's Nancy Pelosi. The uh, Build Back Better is three baskets. It's climate, which we spent some time talking about already, health, jobs, security and moral responsibility. Transitory inflation update. Inflation has hit a 13-year high. 
Ben and Jerry's ice cream founders were interviewed by Axios. If you disagree with the Israeli government policy, why not just stop sales completely? Well, I disagree with the U.S. policy. We couldn't stop selling in the U.S. I think it's fine to be involved with a country, to be, to be a citizen of a country, and to protest some of the, some of the country's actions. And that's essentially what we're doing in terms of Israel. We hugely support Israel's right to exist, mm -hmm. but we are against a particular policy. You guys are big proponents of voting rights. Why do you still sell ice cream in Georgia? Texas, abortion bans. Why are you still selling there? I don't know. And that's what happened while we were away. The communists at Ben and Jerry's are now, they're now not communist enough. Todd, you have a quizzical look on your face. Well, I don't even, like what, did, what was Axios's, I can't even tell what Axios's play necessarily was just because they were that dumb and that bad. I mean, it, that could have come from a conservative angle or a liberal angle just to see, are you... Are you honest with yourself? Mm -hmm. Narrator. It, it didn't come from a conservative angle. <laughs> uh, Aaron's Montage brought to you by Better Spectacles. If you like the glasses I'm wearing, you can get a pair just like it. Maybe even ones you like more. Uh, with our friends over at Better Spectacles, now offering authentic German-engineered Rodenstock eyewear for the first time here in the U.S. If you're wondering what that looks like, that's what I'm wearing right now. Rodenstock is a 144-year-old company, the world's gold standard with over 500 patents. Their expert opticians are standing by right now, whether you've got a run-of-the-mill prescription or you're like me, a difficult one. You're a little far and a little near because you spent too many years staring at a computer screen. Whatever the case may be, don't get stuck with some gnarly frames that you are not proud of because you have to wear progressives. They can help you with progressives or just good old-fashioned prescription glasses, whichever the case may be, with their teleoptical appointments right now with the best trained opticians in the country at betterspectacles.com slash Steve. And right now they're throwing our audience an introductory offer, 61% off their Go Spec lenses plus free handcrafted Roden stock frames. When you visit betterspectacles.com slash Steve, again, betterspectacles.com slash Steve. There is so much we could discuss in from this overtime today. The idea that the guy who may have actually created the very the very virus that has been threatening us now for going on two years was just given a prestigious award um where we're at with debt where we're at with inflation as the economy continues to tank the excess death numbers require a lot more explanation than we have time for right now so we're going to do that today in the overtime at blaze tv.com slash dace because that's that's really the only number that ultimately matters in the end the calculus starts with are we saving lives and then how many because the cure can't be worse than the disease the cure can't cost more lives than we're saving right and that's that's the ultimate calculus to all of this correct
Yeah. And at least in a moral universe, it is. That's how we think about just war theory. It's Indeed. one of the segments. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're going to break that down in the overtime today at blazetv.com slash dace. If you want to read that full letter from that Cal ICU doctor, that California ICU doctor, it is in my Twitter feed, at Steve Dace Show. You can go and read that full letter for yourself, at Steve Dace Show. And I wish I could say I was surprised. The only thing I'm surprised about what's happened in Loudoun County, Virginia is I, I'm surprised this is the first story like this that we have heard. And I, I promise you there's going to be others. And if that's my daughter, I'm in jail. Someone or several someones is in an ambulance. You're here. Okay. I, I mean, I don't blame that. That, that. that guy's got, God bless him for his self-control. They're lucky that's all he did was rile up their school board meeting. That is some evil stuff right there. But I want to share something with you because there's so many things in this montage. I don't think I could give, I can't choose one. And I don't think I could give three or four of them the time that they deserve. And it's almost more potent for them to speak for themselves without any further editorial comment. So instead, I want to read to you. This is a piece that our very own prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz. This is a piece that he has published today at The Blaze. Again, I have shared this on my Twitter feed, at Steve Day Show. He writes, Maine is a small state. Listen, please, very carefully to this. Maine is a small state. Typically, if just a handful of people die within a 30-day window of regulatory concern following an experimental treatment, it induces a flurry of frantic investigations from the relevant government agencies. Yet after 661 people died within 28 days of taking the COVID vaccines in the small state of Maine, nobody seems interested in investigating how many were due to the shot, even though the vaccine is being mandated. Dr. Peter McCullough, perhaps the most high-profile epidemiologist to raise concerns about the side effects of these shots, testified last Friday in a lawsuit, so under oath, testified under oath in a lawsuit brought against the Alliance Against Healthcare Mandates, or brought by the Alliance Against Healthcare Mandates against the state's uh, requirements for all healthcare workers to receive one of the COVID shots. During his testimony, McCullough revealed that 661 people, just among the Medicare beneficiaries in Maine, died within 28 days of taking the shot. That is primarily among people 65 and older and doesn't account for any potential vaccine-related deaths among non-Medicare recipients. While this data doesn't prove conclusively how many people died of the vaccine in Maine, since inevitably some died of natural causes, the high number, coupled with the circumstances and types of injuries, is very concerning, according to McCullough. In the table, this is a quote from McCullough, 661 Maine SCMS, oh, I lost it here just a second. In the table, 661 Maine Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services Recipients, CMS, is the is the is the data center for Medicare? All right, they keep track of Medicaid, Medicare, Medicaid data, orders, policies, etc. Six hundred and sixty-one Maine CMS recipients have died within twenty-eight days of receiving the vaccine. A copy of this table was provided by the Thomas Renz Law Firm, which prepared a PowerPoint presentation obtained by the Blaze based on CMS billing codes. And within Daniel's story is this actual table that was presented into evidence in Maine in a lawsuit under oath. According to McCullough, these deaths and ailments are among, quote, 
Patients who did not have any of these serious conditions prior to the onset of the vaccine program, who developed or died within 28 days of receiving a COVID vaccine. The data was queried to rule out anyone who had, re- who had a record of any of these ailments since January 1 of this year. Meaning, unlike what CDC is doing with their death data, these guys actually tried to give the most favorable sample by weeding out pre-existing comorbidities. Thus, these are not people who are sick with some of the blood disorders listed in the table. It doesn't mean that all of them died of the vaccine, but it sure is suspicious, Daniel writes. As McCullough noted, quote, 28 days within the administration of any investigational drug or product is within a regulatory window of concern and is therefore of interest to regulators, unquote. Although there is no way to prove definitively, absent an investigation, that all or most of them were due to the vaccine, McCullough asserted that it is concerning that given some of the other reported injuries seem to align with some of the known side effects from the vaccine. For example, 216 suffered an embolism and 201 developed a low platelet count. These are well-known syndromes that can occur after the vaccine, noted Dr. McCullough. In fact, he says there is a disease now called vaccine-induced thrombo cytopenic purpura, I believe is how it's pronounced, which is serious. It's related to thrombosis, related to severe anemia, related to organ dysfunction like kidney failure. And this has occurred in 201 individuals in Maine within the vaccine. This is not something that has any spontaneous occurrence at this level. Again, that's a quote. That is what he testified under oath. Unlike VAERS, that's the adverse side effects database that CDC provides. Daniel notes that CMS Medicare data comes directly from billing codes and is not reliant upon spotty self-reporting. Do you know how we found out about Andrew Cuomo's order? And remember when he said it was the government, he just followed federal regulations. Remember that was original defense? Yeah. That for ordering the the elderly inflicted with COVID back into the nursing homes to inflict more. Um, That order came from CMS. That the order that, that, that Cuomo claimed, claimed came from the federal government came from CMS. I have a copy of the order. So unlike VAERS data, CMS Medicare data comes directly from billing codes. Therefore, it is not reliant upon spotty self-reporting. Every, just about everything you see in the, in the VAERS data are things that have been self-reported. These are Medicare billing codes. And it is a, it is a felony to commit Medicare fraud. Thus, it makes sense that the data would signal a much greater field of death and injury than VAERS. If we were to extrapolate 661 main deaths to the nationwide population, it would net over 155,000 deaths. And again, we're just talking about people of Medicare eligibility. That's all we're talking about right now. Medicare. Obviously, some of these were inevitably were natural deaths. On the other hand, this only factors in the above 65 population in 28 days after the shot. Thus, while we can't really say how many people likely died from the vaccine, these numbers at least lend some preponderance of evidence to the claim by Steve Kirsch that the death toll is closer to 150,000 than the 16,000 plus currently reported by VAERS. It is astounding that federal and state bureaucrats have no concern about these numbers. According to CDC, only about 14,715 Mainers die per year, which is only 1,266 per month. For 661 deaths to have taken place within a one-month, 28-day window from one's vaccination throughout the year so far, and thousands of illnesses to be recorded among those with no recent prior record of any such ailment, should be of grave concern. But shockingly, Maine CDC Director Dr. Nareev Shah testified that his office only investigated 31 
Of the 661 deaths, 31, less than 10% of them. Those that were involving myocarditis or inflammation of the heart, most commonly caused by viral infection. The onus should not be on the people to confirm with certain with certainty the exact level of unprecedented risk associated with these shots. The onus should be on the government to rule out any unpre- un- unprecedented level of risk before even promoting them, much less mandating them, Daniel writes. Clearly, most senior deaths following the vaccine are never proven, much less even reported. As part of the attorney Renz's PowerPoint that he is using in his lawsuits, he queried data from CMS. Again, this is the official Medicare billing system. He queried data from CMS that nets 47,465 deaths within 14 days of either the first or second shot. This is the official government statistic. Again, Daniel notes, some of these deaths were likely natural, but according to the CDC's definition of death counts, none of them will be counted as vaccinated individuals until after the 14-day cutoff. As such, we are definitely missing a lot of senior vaccine deaths in VAERS. Several months ago, the Norwegian Medicines Agency published a study that examined the first 100 nursing home patients to subsequently die after having gotten the Pfizer shots. They found a, ca- a, causal, a causal link between the Pfizer vaccine and death to be likely in 10 of the 100 cases, possible in 26 cases, unlikely in 59 cases. The remaining five were deemed unclassifiable. That's 10% of the first 100 presumed natural deaths in a nursing home, likely due to the vaccine and many more that they could not rule out, Daniel notes. If even a fraction of those deaths were legitimately caused by the by the vaccine, it would harmonize with the macro data signals we are seeing from the official Medicare data of the United States of America. Similarly, in July, Peter Schurmacher, chief pathologist at the University of Heidelberg, found that toxicology reports indicate 30 to 40 percent of a sample of 40 people who died within two weeks of vaccination indeed died from the vaccine. The Federal Association of German Pathologists has urged for more autopsies. It is simply indefensible that our own government has not attempted to study any of these ubiquitous and unexplained deaths of seniors that we have all seen anecdotally and now are confirmed in the official government data of CMS. And Daniel closes with something is not right. And it's time we get to the bottom of it before it is too late. The UK's current data shows everything is inverted. The vaccinated have more cases in every age group now in the UK. And in the seniors, it's really bad. The vaccinated have more cases of, 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 of COVID than the unvaccinated do in the UK. In every age group, except those under 30 who were doing just fine with, the, with, the, with, with COVID prior to the introduction of these vaccines. This is brilliant work by Thomas Renz, the attorney, to go to Medicare to get some real, objective, uncured, uncrafted data. Or at least the closest thing we've probably had to it this entire time here in the United States. Keep in mind... The FDA voted 16 to 2 against boosters. Two high-ranking regulators from the FDA resigned over this. This is the White House pushing it, and they're pushing it politically. And they have politicized our entire medical structure to go along with them. The Cleveland Clinic, who is sitting on a study, I know they are, because I've got a copy of it. 
They are sitting on a study of their own employees that shows none of them who had COVID and recovered naturally have been reinfected since they started following this at the beginning of the year. I have a copy of their data. And yet, the Cleveland Clinic wants to say now you cannot get an organ transplant without being vaccinated. Well, if I need an emergency organ transplant, I'm in a car accident. Something serious happens. I need it right now and I'm not vaccinated. But I agree to get the vaccine because vaccine side effects are not my number one worry right now when I'm dying and I need an organ transplant, right? right? But if I'm not considered under CDC guidelines to be vaccinated until 14 days after I receive the shot, am I now denied my emergency transplant? This is all evil. It's not terrible. It's not, it's not imprudent. It's not disorganized. It's not a mistake. It's not dumb. It's not madness. It is evil. This is evil. And it needs to be confronted and treated as such. Nefarious pissed in your mouth yesterday and said it was raining when they gave Ralph Barrick that award. Just dropped trow, rolled out his demonic phallus, and urinated his sulfur-marinated urine into our faces by giving arguably the creator of the virus an award. Grant none of this any mercy, for none of it, no mercy, will be granted to any of us. More in a moment. When I mentioned the other day that I had used um, our partners over at Scoremaster to help me uh, figure out how to raise my own credit score this year for our refi so I could get an obscenely low interest rate, a guy emailed me and says, I don't believe that that's true. I Googled your name and you're worth $13 million. My mom actually sent me that link like two years ago. She's like, hey, have you been holding out on yeah. us? I got questions. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm all about the coattails. Yes. And apparently they're larger than I thought. You know what? When I rolled out with this angle, it didn't dawn on me that you guys might have questions <laughs> yes. about that. Um, huh. Like if I just like suddenly moved like, you know, uh, over at Glen Oaks Country Club, you guys would be like, stop. Right? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Okay. Um, but uh, no, I mean, we've, we are going to have the best year we have had since we launched the business that's that started this show on a national level 10 years ago by far, but we're not anywhere close to that kind of neighborhood. I mean, so, uh, so no, you know, I, I, even though this, this will end up being a good year for the Steve day show, I, I still had to hop on Scoremaster, and if I wanted to get that obscenely low interest rate. All right. Tell me what I got to do. And I did, and I did it and it worked. All right. So uh, if you want to see about uh, how you can also maybe get uh, that obscenely low interest rate, or you just want to make sure you can get, and, and a lower interest rate and approval. Dude, I'm not here to judge. It wasn't too many years ago. I would have just been like, how about an approval? You know what I'm saying? Let alone that obscenely low interest rate. So I've been there. All right. Remember, I got started in a mail room. All right. So if you, no matter where you're at right now on the credit spectrum, before you make that application for that refi that a lot of people are doing or a new home, auto loan, whatever, maybe it's a business loan. 
Head over to scoremaster.com slash Steve. Get the most accurate credit report you can get for yourself. Find out why you've got the score you have and then what you can do to get to the score that you want. All right. Uh, scoremaster.com slash Steve. It takes just minutes to enroll at scoremaster.com slash Steve. Before we get to buy, sell, or hold, I want to put really quick a finer point on what I said at the end of the last segment. I think it is vitally important how we label what we are up against. And here's why. Because since the third chapter of Genesis, our species has this tendency. I mean, there's an outstanding story. I tweeted this out today, too, that Newsmax has today about a 16-year-old girl who's going to war on masks against her school district. I mean, she's just an outright stud. Um, but I have a question. Where are the, the, the men who are supposed to be the studs? Why is this fight left to a 16-year-old girl against a school district who probably still can't define what a girl actually is? Where are the men? Where are the men? You're all okay with choking your kids out? You're just totally, you're, you're down to clown, man. Really? Where are the men at? See, if we label it madness, then we will snicker at it, sneer at it, roll our eyes at it, shake our head at it, shrug our shoulders, because we just can't calculate it, right? It just, it's so nuts, we don't know what to do with it, so we will acknowledge it, it will, and and then we're almost resigned to, well, you know, glad that's not me. If we call it corruption, we will try to confront it with the same sort of systems we confront political corruption all the time that largely are against us because they're in on the political corruption. If we call it mistakes incorrect, we will grant a level of deference that is that is naive here. It's... It's the equivalent. And you know what, man? I'm just, I'm just, I'm throwing all my rules out now. I don't care about not using Hitler references or anything anymore. This, that's the equivalent of going to Munich and negotiating with Hitler. And yes, you're right. He only wants the Sudetenland. Yes, that's it. He'll be satisfied now. Thank you, Neville. See, I think we have to use the word. And I used to make this argument for years with abortion. Don't use, don't call it abortion. It sounds like a procedure, like I'm getting my tonsils out. No, we're killing babies. If that's what we believe they're doing, why would we use their terminology? Did the Nazis say, guys, we're exterminating Jews? Did they say that? No, I mean, they're, they're cleansing the palate. They're cleansing the bloodline. They're purifying the species. We do not use the terminology of demons. At least we should not. So... If this is just a mindless procedure to remove an unviable tissue mass or some kind of vestigial organ, is that our argument? Do we have a say in what goes on with some of these personal health care situations at that level? No. Of course not. But if they're killing a live human, you bet your ass we do, right? You bet. So if they're killing live humans, what should we say? They're killing live humans over there. When Noah was a little boy and he was in the hospital really bad with asthma, took his sisters down to see him 
And this is before they defunded Planned Parenthood in our state. And so we still had the Planned Parenthood across the street from the largest hospital in Des Moines. And Zoe was little too. And she asked, hey, what, what did they go on over there? And Anna was old enough to know. And she was like really quiet, waiting to see what my answer was going to be. You know what I told Zoe? They kill babies over there, sweetheart. That's what they're doing over there. They're killing little babies every day. My daughters were aghast. They could not believe it. But they needed to know. Similarly, this is what's going on here with COVID is evil. It's evil. And if we come up with any explanation or description for it other than that, we will not rise to the occasion of what will need to be done to defeat this. It is evil. Sons of Adam, put the fig leaves away and become Nehemiahs with a sword in one hand and the word of God in the other. This is evil, is what this is. It's nothing else other than pure, unadulterated evil. Call it what it is. Take that smoke. Accept it. Yes, I know saying it out loud then forces us to bear some form of responsibility to confront it, right? You bet. That's why we need that pressure on ourselves and amongst each other with our peer pressure. Yes, it is evil. Give it no other quarter. Do not minimize it. Do not practice any form of reductionism. It is evil. Call it what it is. All right, let's get to buy, sell, or hold. Brought to you by our friends over at Rough Greens. You know, we've been telling you about this supplement powder that you mix in with your dog's food for, man, it's been at least over a year now. And with that one simple act, you've probably put back all the vitamins, minerals, nutrients, and more stripped out of your dog's food before it ever left the factory for long shelf life, mass distribution. Same thing happens to the people food we eat. That's why we eat and take so many supplements these days. Well, now there's one for your pet, but you might be wondering... What happens if I mix it in my pet's food and they don't like it anymore? And what if I don't see a difference? What if it's not worth the money? How about we find out by giving you that first 14-day jumpstart bag for free? Now, you're going to pay the shipping, so you have skin in the game here. But the bag itself, we're going to give that to you for free when you go today to roughgreens.com, R-U-F-F for roughgreens.com, or give them a call at 833-ROUGH-DOG. Of course, you know the rules. This is one of our more popular segments each and every week. Aaron, with some help from his friends in the audience, uh, will throw at you and me, Todd, who knows what. Prophecies, predictions, lists, comparisons. You and I will be asked, are we buying it? Are we selling it? Maybe even offer a reason why. Once per show, we will offer a hold um, and if it's for any reason, though, other than, wow, um, um, you, this is terrible, and so are you. How did you get on the air? <laughs> if it's for any reason other than that, then you have to find out what Lindsey Graham has on Sean Hannity that he keeps getting booked on his show to lie to you. Fair? Fair. Okay. Go ahead. We will start with Joe Heim. Since COVID Stan has started, we have lived through each of these Pink Floyd songs in this order. A, wish you were here. B, comfortably numb. C, another brick in the wall. D, pigs on the wing. Wow. Is that a smart take? Can I see that list again? I mean, that's, 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 wow. Um, 
I'll take it. Yeah. We need a soundtrack. Yeah. For this yeah. Whole I thing. mean, I just, I, what, what, what I, the reason I paused is I wondered is what is the next step? Okay. And I start to, I just started thinking of time. Like this just goes on and on and on. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, that is, is, that is as smart of a mixture of pop culture knowledge with contemporary cultural commentary as, I, I mean, I think you can do, dude, that's, that's on point. Or as my kids like to say, man, that's on fleet. That's lit. Yes. Well done. Bye. Next up, we have Darren Ray. Individuals who have not taken the experimental treatment jab should start referring to themselves as purebloods. Ooh, this is another good one. Yes. The same, the same yeah. vortex of those two you areas. Bet. You guys are speaking my love language, all right? When you start mixing pop culture cool references with what's going on on a, on a real cultural level, now I'm in my happy place. I mean, that is... Very well done. So are we now the mudbloods? Are we the muggles? I mean, there's a, there's a story out, uh, uh, there's a study out today from our friend at Andrew Boston tweeted this out. I shared it. Epidemiologist at Brown University showing a highly inflated rate of anaphylaxis uh, among those who uh, are COVID vaccinated it compared to every other vaccine ever that's been measured. And they had it somewhere between twice as likely to 10 times more likely to suffer an anaphylaxis event. Just to, if you guys don't know what that means, I'm, I, I'm sure a lot of you do because it's a severe allergic reaction. But the reason why we were so paranoid this summer in here about the infestation of German murder hornets is because I suffer anaphylaxis at the result of a bee sting. You may get an allergic reaction and, and not have it have that level to you, but like I will like have my throat close up that level of anaphylaxis. I have to be hit with an EpiPen right away or an ER and sometimes maybe both if the EpiPen doesn't completely resolve the situation. So um, when you're talking about two to 10 times higher rates of anaphylaxis in reaction to these vaccines compared to every other vaccine in the database, yikes. So it's not like I needed another excuse to not take this. I'm already uh, recovered from a, a documented recovered a recovery from a COVID infection anyway, on top of all the information I already have. But now you're telling me that one of its predominant side effects is right in the wheelhouse of a situation that I have to avoid in my daily life. And now I'm, I'm kind of at hell to the no now. Now I was just at the data doesn't, you know, it doesn't reconcile this decision. I'm, I'm rapidly approaching the hell to the no place. I'm with you. Next. Fat Thor is my spirit animal, says <laughs> Dave this Show. this guy's name. He's been on here before. Rap names. Steve, Pumpkin Spice. I like it. Todd, no jabs. Oh, that's good. Aaron, Lowell Montage. That's, that, should my I say, the favorite. My should I say my that's, that's pretty dope. <laughs> group name should is I D-E- say that? Yeah, group name is D-E-A. I like it. I like it. There was a, there was a very underrated rapper i think his like voice gave out after his debut album so he couldn't do it anymore called the doc when we were kids all right and so the dea and there's a there so it made me think of that but then it's obviously a play on words as well right mm-hmm. okay with a certain acronym there dude that worth dude these are these are freaking smart I told you they were pretty good today. i mean three for three yeah. on on an elite and they're not just good these first three have been i think like elite yeah i don't know which much. makes me think aaron should have saved them maybe for the end i'm a little concerned about like the next uh 
40 oh, minutes oh, we have to fill. up to something, that's for sure. We okay. just don't know what it is. Red, white, and have you had the jab says, <laughs> everything that's going wrong right now is that four non-blondes chick fault. She's been praying every day for a revolution since the 90s, and here we are. Nice. Again, a nice reference. I, what is the reference? Four not. Hey! <laughs> hey! I said, hey, right. what's going on? Remember that song? I do now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do now. And I said, hey. That was a it's chick like, singing that, by the oh. way. Like, this really harkens back to that time. Well, that song really is in my key. Yeah, that song's not in your key either. <laughs> Adcone says, Steve and Todd will take back their cell regarding the Chiefs continuing to give up 30-plus points per game and ending third in the AFC West. They're fourth right now. No, I won't. I mean, I could see them give up 30 points per game for the foreseeable future, but you're not that. That's not the way the National Football League works. You don't you don't finished you don't finish third in your own division with the best player in the league, healthy the whole time, playing at the most important position. It just doesn't work that way, and and it won't work that way here. It just won't. Now they might not win a playoff game. That might happen. Okay, they might get exposed in the playoffs. But if, now if Pat Mahomes is gone for three four five weeks you know then you lose every single one of those games and then it might happen right Mm -hmm. i mean you've lived this for like 10 years with the packers right all right where a lot of years they've had maybe a better than average overall roster but you got the best player in the league playing the most important position so it doesn't matter watching the exact same season over and over again for like a decade now yeah and so it kind of feels like the chiefs have had enough roster attrition after getting the consecutive super bowls that maybe they're there right now but as long as they've got that guy playing, 15's playing every week. You're not finishing third in your division. Now, if there's a few weeks in a row that he doesn't play, then you probably lose every one of those games, and it could happen. But that's what it would take. And I'd, I'd, I'd gladly admit I was wrong, but obviously uh, the Raiders have some questions right now. <laughs> and uh, Denver is... Yes, they I do. I know Denver's better, but like it's better than... You know, they're better than really bad. So... I mean, there's there's the Chargers, it appears right now, and then yep. everybody else. But it's also what they're, what are they, two and three now, Aaron? Two and three, yeah. Okay, there's five games in. I mean, there's a lot of season left. Yep. Next up, Sholva81189 says, if you're presenting your offering at the altar and whilst there, remember that you aren't fully vaccinated, leave your offering there at the altar and go. <laughs> First get the jab, then come and present your offering. Oh, it's Guys. That's walk off. Call your shot. There's well, been like four yeah. walk-offs already. Okay, I mean this stuff. It's like that boy, good. I mean, the or writers girl, of the, Midnight the case, Mass maybe. called and said we'd like you to come yes. on to our next project. Yes, this this guy's. I might have you guys look over the next round of script revisions for Nefarious. I mean, this stuff. This stuff is high fidelity. I mean, this is highbrow, brilliant social commentary, man. I mean. Instant buy, a million times buy. That's so well done. And this is this is the point of like visceral react. I have a visceral reaction to Jen Pisaki because she's the high priestess of this. When she's up there, all her lies are aimed at that religion that you're speaking right there. Absolutely. We have one that might require a little bit more commentary when we come back. All right. So more buy, seller, hold coming your way. Now the bar has been set high. All right. And we have a full half hour coming up, so don't disappoint. All right. More to come here in a moment. Stay tuned.
Back again with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I'm a little leery. We are off to our smartest start yet with buy, sell, or hold. I'm, I kind of feel like we should have just pulled a Costanza and just walked off right there on a high note. Okay. I just- I just can't wait to find out how that doesn't happen now. I know, be because glorious. the last couple of years have taught me to have no optimism whatsoever. I, I had a guy tweet at me who's a fan of the show, and he's a big Michigan fan too. He's like, my goodness, I, I cannot follow you on Twitter during these games. You are incredibly negative, and I thought I was negative. And what's funny is I went back and looked at some of my tweets to see if it was like over the top, and and I'm like, actually, I just thought that was legitimately how things were going to go, right? At that time. <laughs> <laughs> so if there's if there's anything the last couple of years have taught us it's that it can always get worse right anyway let us know what you think about what we think steve at stevedace.com is how you can email us look for us on facebook twitter at steve day show and look for all the juicy uncensored stuff i can't post on facebook when you go to MeWe, parlor gab and getter uh, also get clips of the show that are free of censorship when you go to rumble.com slash Steve Day Show as well. That's rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. And thanks to all of you that are podcast listeners that have left us a five-star review, hit subscribe or follow on your podcast platform. We appreciate you. You've done a huge boost for the program because so many of you have done that. If you're one of the podcast listeners that hasn't, please consider doing so today. Also, you can still sign our pledge. We'll leave it up there for the next few days or maybe even the foreseeable future. SteveDace.com is where you can go to pledge your declaration of independence against COVID, Stan. But make sure you read it first, because this puts really all the onus on us, because that's been the theme of our show this year. The answer is us. The, 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 the cavalry is not coming. In fact, that, that noise you hear ain't reinforcements. That's the enemy soldiers coming for us. All right? So... We're in Sons of Liberty mode right now. And if you want a job done right, eventually you got to do it yourself. And so if we want our way of life preserved rightly, we're going to have to probably do a lot of the heavy lifting ourselves. If you agree, go and read, sign, share the pledge today at stevedace.com. Also, part two of Buy, Seller Hold, brought to you by our friends over at Patriot Mobile. Whether it's open borders, spending gone crazy, more mandates, um, inflation now at a 14-year high. Is that bad? A little bit. That's bad. All right? Um, Folks, a lot of this, unfortunately, I mean, when we're debating vaccine mandates, there there is no executive order. For business, the, the one for businesses of 100 or more, this executive order doesn't exist. And so you have a situation right now where there is no executive order. There was just a press release and a threat of one. The governor of Texas signs an actual executive order yesterday saying no entity can impose vaccine mandates, private or public, in the state of Texas. And Southwest Airlines, which is located in Texas, says they're going to obey the executive order that does not exist from Biden. Have you noticed... Shouldn't the governor of Texas be fighting with the president of the United States about the constitutionality of this, right? Isn't that the way it's supposed to work? One would think. Yeah. Instead, instead, who's enforcing this? The government isn't. Southwest Airlines is. Too many of your employers are. Corporate America has been turned into the stormtroopers for the spirit of the age. So much for the private sector. Only thing the private sector does nowadays, unless it's a business you and I own, is kick you in the privates. That's about the only thing it does now. Sad to say. 
And man, if you'd have told me five years ago I'd ever say anything like that, I'd have said no way that we'd we'd see that level of decline. Here we are. That's why when the opportunity presents itself to do business with those who share your values, and it doesn't always in this culture, unfortunately, but if it does, take full advantage of it, like, for example, our friends over at Patriot Mobile, all right? And you can right now take advantage of them uh, by going to patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Get all the same coverage you get from the big boys. They all use the same towers, but instead you're going with a company that shares your values and doesn't fund those trying to undo them, all right? Uh, you can also uh, get one that you know gives special offers to veterans and first responders. Right now, get a free activation with the offer code Steve. When you go to patreonmobile.com slash Steve, they'll do everything they can to customize your plan for you and your family at patreonmobile.com slash Steve or give them a call at 972-PATRIOT. Bottom of the hour, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will join us. But until then, part two of Buy, Sell, or Hold. We'll go next to Joyce Sappington. The Biden administration will start calling friendly governors, encouraging them to initiate interstate travel restrictions, quote unquote, due to COVID, either before Thanksgiving or just before Christmas. Bye. I will sell. First of all, this is a brilliant prediction. I'm going to sell because of the timing. And I and. I, I just, I'm sorry. I've lived in the world of reality and data for so long. I've come a long way, Todd. Please don't judge me. Don't get judgy right now. Don't get judgy, okay? I can feel your judgment coming on, all right? Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It, it's going to be a few more minutes before I just let the crazy voices in my head have their way one more time, Okay. But I just, this, the level of lit that this would do to the American people. I mean, look at the pushback they're getting right now. They're losing in court now. They've lost in court several times now. They're losing in court. We've got, we're approaching Bush 2008 meltdown levels of approval rating. And that's the numbers from their own uh, pro-media pollsters. That to do that, well, Steve, aren't you the one that says that there are spiritual force? Yes, yes, but this, this, is, this, is a, this is not even the devil or nefarious doing this in your face. This is like, jumping out with a red unitard and a pitchfork kind of thing. Like, it's not even a troll. It's just, it's basic, man. I, I just, this, this would be, this would engender so much anger. I'm talking Afghanistan pull out, we left Americans behind kind of anger where people in their own party are like, uh, hell no. That's why they had to pivot off of that topic. They had to get away from it. What this would do for that I, I can see them doing this, but like in winter when people don't want to travel anyway and doing it through the airlines, okay? But to try to step in right now with what's going on in school boards, I'm telling you right now, if there was an election today in Virginia, Terry McAuliffe would lose it. 
I told you in 2018, I thought Democrats could win 40 seats. They did. I think Republicans could win more than that on the trajectory we're on right now. And that's because we're, see, here's the problem. We're way outside the margin of cheating. We're way outside the margin of cheating, and they don't have a narrative of, of two years of concocted fake public opinion polls about how unpopular Trump is to justify stealing 10 points worth of an election. I've been on TV panels with A.B. Stoddard. I know her, or did, years ago. She's not one of us. She wrote a piece just the other day, and its title is, If the polls are right, Democrats are doomed. If they're wrong, it's even worse. Meaning that, if the polls are right, Democrats are doomed. But if they're overinflating Democrats' support as they had the last few elections, it'll be even worse than it looks. Okay? Doing this takes you basically down to the only people voting for us have Fauci pillows and work on a college campus. Like, could we get below 70% black support if we, I mean, that's what this would do. Could we give Republicans 50% Hispanic support? Could we do that? In fact, in some respects, if you're a Republican operative, you should almost be praying for this. I just, I have to hold on to some form. I I just need this to be true. I, I cannot exist in a realm where it's just total and complete chaos. I've accepted more chaos than I ever thought I'd be comfortable with in the history of my career. But on some level, I have to believe some level of natural law, you just can't do certain things because of the pushback matters. And given the pushback we're already seeing... Doing this, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell. I agree conceptually they will or want to, but I don't believe they would do it before Thanksgiving or Christmas. So I'm going to sell. I think you're, uh, I share your logic to some extent because it's ultimately, you. it's the bread and circus thing. You got to give them the yes. circuses. Yes. I don't. Look I, what happened with Fauci. I don't think it's safe to have Christmas. I, Less than a 24 hours later, yes. commenso festival. I mean, you bring it. Yeah. But what's. It would, then let's talk about the uh, Loudoun County School Board and how legion are they? They're basically Antifa members. See, we are the, are we past the point where even giving them the circuses, it just doesn't matter because I am the Senate, because they want the chaos, no matter how. We already know they, they've wanted it in the past to some extent that it didn't really matter if they lost elections. Mm-hmm. They had enough of the institutions. Mm-hmm. Well, do we have... All of us believe we're even moved further down that road. So that's they, why they, we have. But now there's 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 real pushback happening now. OK, that's why. Is it and in, on multiple fronts, multiple fronts, there's mul, uh, multiple fronts of pushback. So do they triangulate like they have in the past or they just go all in? And yeah, fine, we lose this election. But when we'll get the presidential one back and we'll lie and cheat again because we know this population is I I don't. I, I think you and I are both a lot closer, and you. I'm not surprised if you're right, and I don't think you're surprised if I'm right. No, I wouldn't be surprised if you're right, which is why I, I hesitated. Yes. But I mean, this would be, remember yeah. how angry people were at TARP. This would be far worse. It's this even, would be yeah. far but worse. But to the group that wants Australia, and they want us to be that mad so they can march out and start beating us with their sticks because they've got the military now, I mean, there's a group that wants it. I hate to say it, but I I firmly believe it. I don't I don't disagree with that. I don't. 
we just we also though have a hell of a lot more guns than the Australians do. Yeah, you know. We'll go next to John. How about the Hensley. fact we even can I, can I pause for a second? Yeah. We just had that discussion. How about yeah. the fact we spent ten minutes, even almost yeah. ten minutes, even going back and forth on this because seriously if, as a conversation? Because if this is actually the country of our founders, we wouldn't be talking about any of the crap we've been talking about for the last year and a half. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. John Hensley says three percent or fewer of people who actually voted for Biden, not the uh, mail-ins, uh, would change their vote to Trump today if they had the chance. I will sell. You think it's more than three? I think it's more than three. I, I don't. You know, I'll just tell you right now, you're not any better off believing half of the clickbait that comes from the pro-Trump side on some of this stuff. That is, that's all it is is clickbait. As you are believing most of the COVID data that we've exposed. But I, I think it's cl- I think it's absolutely more than 3%. Particularly, you know why? Because we're not seeing Trump. That's why. I mean, I'll just give you an example. I mean, one of my very best friends in the world couldn't bring himself to vote for Trump in 2016. Voted for Trump without reservation, despite still despising him on most days personally in 2020, because he was appreciated as governance. In other words, this is not the kind of person I expected to get a text like this from, okay? And, and he sent me a text that was just like, you know, I kind of like my presidents to um, give me uh, low single-digit unemployment and not double-digit inflation like the last one compared to the one we have now. You know what I mean? Yeah. That he, like, like, he's not a guy that's just sitting around all day long like, man, I miss me some Trump. I wish Trump was owning Jim Acosta. Yeah, I miss that. I want some Trump, Trump, Trump. He's not, that ain't who he is whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Dude's a hardcore right-winger, just didn't take Trump seriously on a human level most days, all right? And if we're at the point that he's now sending me MAGA texts, right? The kind of stuff that MAGA people were sending before we even had January 6th yet, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I I think it's a lot higher than 3%. Do I think it's like 40% of Democrats or some of these crazy numbers? No, I don't think it's anything like that, but it doesn't have to be. I, I think the number is at least approaching double digits, at least it's at least eight, nine percent, if not over 10. I agree with Steve, which is why I will still, but I will buy if I reframe it a little bit. I think more along the lines of what Steve said would would in fact vote for Trump. I'm sh- I think your number might be act accurate, though, into to the extent that that might reflect the number of people who would admit it. That's true. And that's a yeah. problem. Yeah. And that's a problem because yeah. you need to say well, you were wrong. I mean, it's OK. I don't, yeah, I mean, we're not Republicans anymore. We have been in the past. You, you, you go one way or the other in your life. I, I can understand that. But if you will not, if you're too ashamed to admit it, you, you're going to continue to get taken for a ride. You don't want to go on for a long time. Saying it out loud. Honestly, we're in AA now. You got to admit it. You got to talk about why. And so people rally to it. Yeah, like I don't even feel the compulsion anymore to say when I get asked from some of my um, non-Trumpian friends or people that that allowed Trump to turn him in to Democrats. Okay, I used to even say things like, "Hey, man, on a daily basis, I can't handle this. I can't handle this persona. I don't even offer those qualifiers anymore." So you'd vote for him again? Hell yeah! I mean, I I, I like more black people and brown people working uh, than we currently have. Uh, I like I like not having the worst inflation in uh, in uh, in 14 yep. years. You? How about you? What do you yeah. like? Just say it. Yeah. So, I mean, if, again, it, so similar to my buddy, 
if I'm at the point now where I'm not even offering you any more qualifiers anymore, then I think the number is higher than 3%. Yeah. Next up, Zach L. says, Lindsey Graham was super excited to download Getter because he thought Getter is to Twitter what Grindr is to Tinder. (laughs) The problem with that, though, listen, I love this too, but I got to sell. Because Lindsey Graham wouldn't have downloaded Getter because with that Southern drawl, he could have mistaken it for get her. <laughs> and then he would have realized, not my bag. So I've got to sell. I defer to Steve on all Lindsey Graham answers. Sean Griffith says several months ago, Glenn Beck was on the Dace Roundtable for his final prediction. Oh, he yes. Kind of I everybody this. by predicting the second coming by 2035. Buy, sell, or hold. Glenn's prediction now seems less startling and now maybe too conservative. So this was in January when you and I were in Dallas over Aaron's um, uh, honeymoon. And so we were sitting in that studio and the reaction you and I had when he just blurted that out, right? It seems, guys, if you'd even gone back after we flew home in January from the last time we were in Dallas, and if if we're sitting on that plane... And if you had looked at me and said, Steve, this summer, you're going to spend multiple nights alone in your man cave watching end times videos on YouTube. What do you think my reaction would have been to that even in January of this year? Uh, well, you would have paused a little longer than in the past, but still, I think, yeah, you would have, you would have sensed, no, that's not happening. But, 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 but here we are. Yes, we are. So, absolutely, it's a lot less startling. In fact, guys, I, 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 I hate thinking this way. You know, I've got a, an adult woman as a daughter now. Um, and it's funny, when she was 14, 15, 16, the idea of her being, you know, married and stuff uh, made me want to, you know, uh, never listen to the song Butterfly Kisses again, but now that she's an adult, it's like I've, I've grown with her and like I'm now anxious for her to have that in life because I know she wants it. Um, I've got a 16-year-old daughter who has her first job and is really doing well with it. I've got a teenage son who has shown um, that he may have inherited his old man's uh, ability to articulate, particularly from a written word perspective. I mean, I've got a lot of hopes for them, things I want to see them experience and realize. And I'm going to do what I can to help them reach those and fulfill those potentials. But at the same time, I I am going to be surprised, barring revival or the sort of uprising that were required for us to topple where we're at. If, if this is one singular country still in 2035 on the pace we're at right now, let alone entertaining the idea that Christ might return by then, right? That's where I'm at. All that, bye. Next up, Sherlock Sproul says, over the next few years, the NHL's popularity soars as it's the least overrun by wokeism. I don't think that that can continue given the country that it is predominantly from, that its base predominantly hails from. Um, I mean, they just busted a player last week for a fake vaccine card, okay? So, and as much as I love hockey, I've covered it professionally. They're some of the best athletes to cover. 
some of the best dudes out there. I just, again, I, you know, a good tree bears good fruit and a bad tree bears bad fruit. Canada is a bad tree. It is a very bad tree. It is gone. Western civilization, you may think it still is hanging on by a string here via American exceptionalism here. And I think I might agree with you, actually, looking at the level of pushback we're seeing currently. In Canada, it is dead. In Canada, it is dead. And so the idea that this isn't going to infect the Calgary Flames and the Toronto Maple Leafs and things of that nature, there I won't mention the name, but there is a former NHL All-Star, Stanley Cup winner, who has retweeted me on my COVID data numerous times. And if you're a hockey fan, particularly from the late 80s, early 90s, it is a name you would remember. And during the break, I'll tell you guys who it is, okay? And the re- I see the replies he gets from his countrymen sharing my stuff. And, and he's trying to free them. They don't want to be freed. They don't want to be. They're just fine where they are. And the idea that that won't eventually infest everything, now they're in business with ESPN again. ESPN's back to being the official network of the NHL again this week. I just don't see that lasting, guys. Can't Tumors metastasize until they're irradiated. Yeah, I agree. Did you see the story that got, I can't remember if it was in Canada or in the United States, an ex-NHL hockey player whose name uh, or jersey, signed jersey, is on the wall of the ice arena he grew up in? And that ice arena now demands a vaccine passport. And yes. he came back and said, take that down. We're not doing that here. Yeah, I did I see mean, that story. Yep. That's a dune. But I, I agree with Steve. The only way that this is possible is if th- these hockey teams collectively like go on offense the way Steve did yesterday. If they basically say, we're against war against our own country, we're, we're declaring war against our own country. Mm-hmm. If they lead on that, I think what you're saying is possible. But it just can't be kind of like spitting stuff out occasionally a hockey player here or there. No, it has got to be the hockey players of and the hockey teams of Canada have had enough. That's the only way where you're saying is possible. Uh, here's one that I, I thought about the other day, and kind of along these lines. Buy, sell, or hold. It is an inverse relationship. The number of stories about CTE and the level of wokeness displayed in the NFL. Meaning you think that they, they, you're intimating they adopted wokeness as a way of covering for their exposure on CTE, that this is their virtue signal, their alm? Incorrect. No. no. I, I, think what, I think what I've noticed over the last four or five years, remember four or five years ago, CTE was like everywhere. Everywhere, yes. And then Colin Kaepernick happened. And oh, now, it just went away. It just went away. Yes. Well, oh, so that now that the players can be utilized as a vessel and vehicle Precisely. for this messaging, we don't give a turd if if, if it Precisely. causes long-term brain damage yep. and all the stuff we were claiming five or 10 years ago. Yep. So the, the players just become chattel, Yep. right? And so a year ago, Kyrie Irving was the poster boy for social justice warriorism within American athletics. And now, and to the point, remember, he wasn't going to play last year because things were just too racist. Mm-hmm. Remember that? But now that he now that he wants to wants his social justice to extend to his own bodily autonomy, he might as well be named Donald Trump, and he's of no good to anybody anymore. Uh, by that, yeah, I'll yes, two terms. Yep, absolutely. Next, we go. That's to, why they're called apparatchiks. Yep, and Deidre Landolt, who says COVID stand will unwittingly revive the private practice doctor setting up independent yes. practices, setting their own prices outside of big insurance and pharma, like it was 50, 60 years Aye. ago. For as long as they will permit that, buy uh, things like MediShare, which I know you belonged with 
before past, you, yeah. you came to work here and we yeah. and you got actual insurance. Those sorts of co-ops and things will will are going to grow, no question about it. Um, but eventually, but they're going to try to squeeze you and, and make you a black market again. Don't ever give up your guns, ever. Don't ever give them up, ever. Next up, we have Anarcho Motorist. There will be a wave of news stories highlighting the positive effects of supply chain <laughs> problems for the holidays. It's actually so a good snotty. Thing. It's true, though. Yes, it's like this is not happening. This hey, is not happening. These are the people it's that temporary. Actually, this is a good thing. Yeah, these are the people that. Well, you know, it's a good thing we crashed the economy because now people have to go to green energy, right? It's a good thing gas is five dollars a gallon, mm-hmm. all right? So it's a good thing you can't just go and eat and, and buy everything you want at Costco because now you are. Uh, going to have to be skinnier, right? I mean, that's, that is Marxist thinking to the core and hard by, dude. Brilliant analysis. If you understand that you are living inside an Orwell novel now, which you are, mm-hmm. there's only one answer to this, and that mm-hmm. is by. Mm-hmm. Next, Alexander Rogers says, we are a few weeks away from the media branding aspirin as <laughs> dog chews or horse powder. The amount of you that emailed me the last few days about... Mm-hmm. That, the story about aspirin, they're like, dude, are you kidding me? And now I've got people saying, hey, could you predict I'm going to win the lottery tomorrow? Could you predict that they're going to get rid of vaccine mandates? I w- guys, it doesn't work that way. My, 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 my uh, you know, ability to name it and claim it, Creflo, only works on the really bad stuff. Only That's why when I begin to predict something really bad, you want to look at me like you said to Shat, shut your mouth, okay? You don't want it, you don't want it coming out of my as Jason Whitlock recently phrased it, soup coolers. You don't want that happening, okay? Because right? it's always the bad stuff that I'm right about, okay? Uh, but uh, that's well done, Alexander. Bye. Yep. Bobby Angelo, Ron is the most underrated member on the Steve Day Show. Uh, um, is Ron rated? Ron just bought in my ear. Okay. I guess that's a buy then. I, I guess that we okay. have to buy then, yes. Uh, Tam says... Who's just rated? We've heard somebody's overrated, underrated. Do you know somebody... They're just rated. They're rated right. The funny thing is, like, we actually hear Ron. The people who are saying this... They've never heard him. They just know that Ron exists. Yes, yes. That they've never heard (laughs) a word he said. He might not exist. They're just taking our word for it. We might just be all... We built that kind of trust up. In fact, I've never met Ron. Does he even exist? (laughs) Is he just the same voice in all of our ears? Is there a demon in here? Uh, Tam says Iowa Hawkeyes will go against Georgia at the national championship. Okay. Okay. So Todd can't can't abide. No, no. I am, Rich Todd's I, really, I can't even. I, in this, Aaron, I mean this. I, I'm going to try. In this time of COVID, I live in Iowa. I've been here a long time. I, I I want to get on the train for my fellow man as much as possible. But again, just let let it let it come naturally. Play the games out. Don't. Don't uh, to my fellow Iowan. Just don't overdo it. Just win the games and go there. Stop with the ooh. If this happens and this happens right now, just can you please let me be on your side? I'm begging you. Begging part, you. Yeah, part of being a fan is dreaming and having. I actually think it's possible. I do. Um, I when I think. I mean, I've watched a lot of their football. It's not just turnover luck. I mean, they're forcing these plays. They're making these plays. Secondly, guys, as a Detroit Lions fan, I am acutely aware of the quarterback class of the 2021 college football season, right? Because we're going to have the number one pick or or the number two pick after Jacksonville who won't pick a quarterback. And let me just tell you, anemic is kind. Meaning, this is not a year 
where you're going to run into a Clemson. Georgia's quarterback might be Stetson Bennett. Not the name of an aftershave, all right? So this is not a great year for quarterbacks. So this is the kind of year that you might be able to win a championship game 21 to 17 because you're plus three and four in turnovers. So I, I think it's I, possible. Two more really, really so quick. Okay. So, uh, Claudius the Round says, in the next five years, we'll learn that the COVID vaccine was an attempt to limit population growth. Bye. Bye. Marshall or Good- at least an attempt by some. By some. Yep. Marshall Goodnow says, China is to the United States as Hydra is to S.H.I.E.L.D. and Captain America the Winter Soldier. Brilliant Bye. analysis. Yep. Bye. That's it. I mean, folks, I, I mean, I got to give you all. Yeah. But we're not worthy. Never let us down. I mean, and and I was, and the fact that we were poised for it at the start and then once we got in a roll, I never even contemplated right. that somebody is going to come in here and just cuck us. Never happened. I mean, the the smarts you folks demonstrated here for the last hour on this show, very, very impressive. Now go take your damn country back. Amen. <laughs> yeah, don't now don't flash that level right. of brain power and then and then let me see your two year old wearing a mask at a Costco tomorrow. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Yes. All right. Okay. We'll come back. Daniel Horowitz will join us here in a moment. You know, when you're running a business, one of the things that can absolutely kill you, human resources issues, particularly nowadays uh, with all the various regulations going on out there. And then there's wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements. I mentioned all the labor regulations and things going around. Makes it really hard uh, to be a family or small size business and try to compete in that sphere. Thankfully, now you've got a friend in Bambi. You don't have to come up with an extra $70,000 a year, which is the average salary uh, for an HR manager. Because with Bambi, they will handle all of that for you. Uh, They will help you change your human resource exposure from your biggest liability to your biggest strength, and they'll do it all. They'll give you a dedicated manager. They'll craft your policies for you, maintain your compliances, and they're going to do it all for just $99 a month. That's right, $99 a month, and you can do this month to month. You don't get locked into a a long-term deal. So if you're in a place right now, you're like, you know what? I've got a big receivable coming in with a big contract in six months, and I want to have my own person in-house where we can work together, but I can't afford that right now. What do I do? Do this for the next few months, all right? Just to get you started, you get a free HR audit right now when you go to Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E, just like it sounds, Bam and B. Uh, Bambi.com slash Steve. Bambi.com slash Steve. Get a free HR audit right now. Again, month to month, no hidden fees. Cancel anytime, just $99. Bambi.com slash Steve. Let's bring in the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation himself, Daniel Horowitz. I told you at the top of the program that our good friend Daniel has done not one, but two pieces recently. For the Blaze, that are just absolutely must-read dynamites. Daniel, one of them, I've already read on the show. Uh, I read it in the first segment. It's the one you wrote today. First of all, brilliant move by an attorney by the name of Thomas Renz, who actually got around a lot of the sort of data mining that you and I and and a few others like us have had to navigate our way through here for the last year and a half and went right to the source of Medicare's official data set, right? It's a felony to defraud Medicare, to commit Medicare fraud. 
And the numbers in this, in, in what he found from Maine for adverse side effects, or I'm sorry, for deaths post-vaccination for the elderly, and then when you extrapolate them nationwide, just sum this piece up for us, because after I read it, I told you, my initial reaction was, we need to come up with hashtag Peter McCullough didn't kill himself, because the testimony he gives under oath in this in this lawsuit, boy, howdy. And Steve, I can tell you there's a lot more data where that came from. Um, Thomas Renz is, there's a couple of great Patriot lawyers. He's the only one that's really gotten into the nitty gritty of the science and the data. And he feels that we haven't uh, invade against in court the premise of a lot of what the government is arguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's on my show today. It's posting around now. He's, he's, his website is a good resource, renz-law.com. It's, you know, a lot of people are asking, what do we do? He can't take everyone, but he does seem to have a lot of good information, uh, had a file religious exemption. So that's certainly going to be helpful to your audience. As far as the data, remember, Qmetrics, a DOD contractor, uh, two weeks ago, less than two weeks ago, posted data showing as of July 24th, 61% of all hospitalizations among Medicare patients were um, vaccinated. And we know from the Qatari study, uh, from Cornell, as well as the hard data from Public Health England, that in, in the ensuing two months, two three months since then, it it plummets precipitously. Um, when once you reach six months, then the efficacy against hospitalizations just plummets. So that we're seeing. But but here's here's the reality on the that's on the efficacy side, on the um, the side effects side. Same thing. You'll get the truth out of Medicare. We know theirs is not reported. Any friend, family member of mine that I know of and all their relatives, none of their issues were reported to theirs. I know so many people, their grandparents died suddenly, especially with elderly people. And I want to give people background. It's not speculation. We saw early on a Norwegian medicines agency um, had a study of nursing home patients, and they looked at the first 100 people to die after the shot. So they had the shots in the nursing home. They looked at the first hundred people to die. Ten of them, they felt likely died of the shot, and they could only rule out about half. That's insane. See, we're focusing on the, you know, beautiful 30-year-old mother or whatever that dies and the uh, 20-year-old college football player, and that's certainly happening a lot. But what's covered up more are the old people. Yeah, they, they, they died anyway. And what they were able to do and these were whistleblowers, they were able to query the data and limit it to people who didn't have diagnoses for any of those things like embolism, thrombosis. And so you have a clean slate. Now, you're dealing with a Medicare population above 65, including people above 85. So some of them statistically will pass away even without the, those mm-hmm. conditions within those 28 that 28-day period. But you're, but you're offering we, an accommodation that has never been offered on the death side from the very beginning of this, meaning the yes. average person who has died with COVID in America has had like 2.8 comorbidities, How many? And, and is about 78 years old. How many of these people would have just died of their morbid, comorbidities, sadly, within a year if COVID had never, ever existed? We're not granted that level of accommodation on that front when it comes to imposing their will on us. So why should we grant them, uh, grant them such an accommodation in this case? And again, Steve, we're not giving a number. It's not our job to give a number. We can't give a number, which is why we can never give a cost-benefit analysis. That is their job. And this was Peter McCullough's point. 
30 days, that is a window of concern for, for any new investigational drug. It is their job to investigate them. We're not saying every last one was a vaccine death, but almost certainly a lot of them were, and you got to look into that. The point of this piece is what the preponderance of the evidence shows. With the mechanisms of action, the reported non-deaths, but treatments, some outpatient, some inpatient of embolism, thrombosis, platelets, all this stuff, a tiny state like Maine gets 661 deaths within that window. You extrapolate that that's 155,000 or so people just over 65 nationwide. Now, again, you have to take off a certain percentage overlapped with natural, but that's what we could certainly confirm is the 16,000 and change, 16,700 or so that are reported to theirs. And that in itself should shock our consciousness for something that is being mandated, especially uh, that is really, really lowballing it. And I think, you know, we're, we're going to come out with this more and more. I know so many people in my life that we're now talking with each other. Yeah. You know, he died of a blood clot and it's kind of weird. This is Do we know what killed lot. Hank Aaron? One of the That's absolute what, most important athletes in this country in the last 75 years. No do one we cares. do we know do, he just took the took the vaccine did a promotion for it was dead soon thereafter and we never got a cause of death for one of the most important and celebrated and most accomplished athletes this country's ever produced. We saw it ever since then and it's been that way uh since then and and look the the German Pathologist Society they came out and said, we need to do autopsies. This is the problem, Steve. It's that they have no interest in looking at it. Not only don't they have interest, they will go after a doctor who raises the concern. We have doctors I've personally spoken to. Another one from Silver Spring just wrote a letter, an open letter to um, uh, CDC and FDA that she says, I'm seeing all of these sudden um, syndromes that really jive with the mechanism of action with the hematological problems and and then also people getting the cytokine storms they're on ventilators but they test negative so you know that looks like they're getting the pathogenic spike and none of this is being recorded mm -hmm. none of it so that's the thing oh um you know it's not just that the evidence for ivermectin or anything else under the sun for that matter is not enough for them they have no interest in investigating it that's the problem. It's shut up. I don't want to look at this. Oh, and we're going to mandate it. By the way, Maine, per capita, the oldest state in the country. So that's one of the major comorbidities for COVID. If you want to, as you're trying to grant them some level of statistical accommodation. But what's the other? Obesity, 29th in obesity rate. 29th. That's correct. And Steve, and again, I, that chart that you shared with your audience, that is directly called from the CMS data. It's from the law firm, and, and that's what McCullough was citing. But the deal is those were the two dozen or so ailments, syndromatic illnesses that the FDA identified for surveillance. Now, they're not doing it because they put the surveillance on commodity, which doesn't exist. But those are the ailments that they identified. That's what they queried. There's other ailments, but those are the ones that they they looked at because they were specifically associated with concern with the vaccine by the FDA. All right. I want to ask you about the piece you put up yesterday in a moment. First, though, let me tell you about Built Bar. One of our absolute favorite partners here on the program is the greatest protein bar of all time. And they're always coming out with new flavors. But you know what? The everyday flavors that you can get no matter what time of year, 
They're really good too. Cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, coconut almond tastes exactly like an almond joy. It is the best protein bar you've ever had. The most nutritious candy bar you've ever tried as the texture of one, the taste of one, all covered in real chocolate, but it isn't, of course, covered in calories, uh, fat, sugar, carbs, but it is loaded with protein. So all the good stuff you want, plus taste, none of the bad stuff you don't need, try Built Bar right now. Use my last name, Dace, as your promo code to get 15% off. Promo code Dace, 15% off when you go to Built, B-U-I-L-T, Built.com for Built Bar. Promo code Dace, 15% off. All right, back here with Daniel Horowitz now, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. We're going to discuss this more in detail in the overtime after we're done with today's show, but you've got a piece up that really does a phenomenal job of itemizing what I have been just pointing out for a few weeks just based on snapshots. But I mean, you you drive the nail home as only you can. We are worse off this year than we were last year with COVID. And they're going to say, well, you know, it's because of the unvaccinated. No one was vaccinated last year. No one was. In fact, the CFR has gone down. This time last year, it was 2%, Daniel. It's now 0.6. So the CFR has gone down, and yet cases and deaths are way up. That's, 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 that's not a nexus. That's, that, that's not the way that those axes on those graphs are supposed to work, brother. That, that's an inverse of how this is supposed to happen. So what in the Sam Hill is going on here? Steve, you and I are not scientists, okay? This was not our thing. We never talked about this stuff before last year. But we study the world as it exists. So when I read scientists and they say, well, this might happen and this pathogen and this, this, it goes over my head. But when you see reality painting a picture and then you go back and you see this was warned about, it's like, wait a minute, you know, Part of the argument now, and it certainly busts out their whole argument for legally mandating this, but at least as you know, a way of shoving it down people's throats is, well, it certainly helps and it's, uh, it's worth it as some protection for some people for some amount of time for some degree. Well, you know, I'm, I'm all for that. That's what, what we're pushing and all of the above approach, prophylactics. That's fine. Each one has a little bit of efficacy, and that's great. But except the things we're pushing don't come with problems. Now, we talked about the side effect problems that it could kill you, but there's the macro epidemiological problem. Um, Johns Hopkins, it's funny, they, they seem to really get this virus right, almost as if they kind of knew about it, knew it was coming. In October 2018, they published, and it's online, it's titled Technologies to Address Global Catastrophic Biological Risks, and they talk about new technologies. And on pages 45 to 47, they talk about a self-spreading vaccine. Mm. And the idea is, so you don't have to vaccinate everyone. You kind of put it in certain people, and it spreads. The, I wouldn't have thought of some, such a thing. But then we have Pfizer tell us that you could be exposed to the trial through, quote, inhalation and skin-to-skin contact. Okay. And then we see they warn that a problem with it, a problem with such a vaccine, is that, look at this, there is not an insignificant risk of the vaccine virus reverting to wild-type virulence, as has sometimes occurred with the oral polio vaccine, which is not intended to be fully virulent or transmissible, but which has reverted to become both neurovirulent uh, and transmissible in rare instances. Both virulent and transmissible at the same time, same thing that was warned about with the leaky chicken vaccine we talked about last week. And I'm like, wait a minute, 
That's what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Remember before Israel tells us it leaked when? Five to six months. And now we have tons of studies on that. Five to six months bench, benchmark. That's around July. That's when all hell broke out in the United States South. England, they had Delta earlier. It was a cold. It was a little bit more transmissible. Right. They have the best data. But but it was it was nothing. The media called it a cold. It was literally nothing. And we were laughing at it. Okay, well, this is what we expect. But then it changed. And now you go back even to England, and the CFR has actually gone up in England on Delta fourfold. So clearly they are getting that more virulent thing. The only difference is they got lucky because they got the Delta uh, widespread um, transmission without the danger of it. So they got a lot of herd immunity on the cheap. So it's not going to rope in as many people as it did in our country and as it will in some of our states that still have low seroprevalence. But Steve... This is not a, this is not cost free. Oh, just do another booster. Well, it wore off. Well, why not? It might work for some people. Keep some out of the hospital. No, you're making this worse. I don't understand. I mean, Hopkins warned about this three years ago. There is a concept that if you have an imperfect vaccine, it will make it worse. And what do we see now, Steve? What's worse than an imperfect vaccine? It's it's it barely works for anyone. And doesn't work at all with transmission anymore, if it ever did. So how is that not a concern? How is that hmm. not being discussed? And you look even at these Republican governors. And I got about like, 30 seconds. Go ahead. The Republican governor's like, this is the best way of dealing with COVID. I just think yep. we shouldn't mandate it. What? Yeah, I, I, I really liked Greg Abbott's executive order the other day. But when I read what he associated with it, I just couldn't even get to the executive order. I just tapped out on the absolute weak sauce uh, with like, not a word of it was true. Uh, essentially, adoration of these therapeutics. Good stuff, Daniel. As always, man, really appreciate you. God bless, brother. God bless. You guys, have a quick reaction here because what he just teed up is what we're going to go into in the overtime here, uh, right when we get off the air. Yeah, I'll, I'll no doubt be redundant. But again, I, I, I put this in the context. Daniel, remember, he's not me. He come. He he admitted a couple of weeks ago. Like he, he was. He came a little slowly to this, but once he got there, he dialed it up to eleven. His he he's done his homework. The math is sound. It's just a matter of you deciding whether one plus one does equal two. I'm sorry. I was busy putting together a, a little um, ivermectin aspirin sandwich over here. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't hear. You what like you were horse saying. pace for lunch? Yeah. Do you? Nice. Horse pace pony soldier. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> All right, we'll be back at it again tomorrow. Uh, Ivermectin willing. Uh, noon to 2 Eastern right here after Glenn Beck on Blaze TV. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.